did the police come? They were on the yeah, yo. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of Ring Crew Radio. I am the arbiter of all things professional wrestling, PJ Stackpole, alongside the infamous Nikki K. Fabes, and coming off the top rope as always, the High Flyer. <laughs> Gentlemen, here we are. What a week it's been. It's been two days, and so much has happened. I know. We've It's been one day. Oh, two days since we did a show. Gotcha. Sorry. You've had a long day. Nikki <laughs> Kayfabe, for reasons that we cannot go into, had a very long day. And it, and it looks to be a very long night ahead of us. Yes. But we're going to tough it out for the people at home. For the people. People, plural. The people need content. They need it. They, saw, they savor for it. They want it. And we give it to them. What are we giving them today, Pat? What 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 well, is the dosage we're giving them, PJ? A whole lot. And what it was supposed to be, we were supposed to watch two, count them, two war games. We two are. men. We still are. Right. But that was all we Three were going to Three men. Oh, you're right. That was all we were Watching two war games. But but we felt it was necessary to talk about yesterday on uh, the AEW, Winter is Coming, I guess, pay-per-view-ish on, on TV. I guess the free pay-per-view they gave. Uh, I'll start with the main event. Uh, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. And uh, for a lot of fans, Kenny Omega winning the AEW belt was something that they wanted to see for a long time. And, and they got it last night. Frank, I know you have some some problems with this match. and Well, not problems, but you have an issue. No, he's got problems. Yeah, I know he has a specific issue for sure. Uh, so I'll hand this over to you. And then and you can inform Pat a little more about what happened. So I'm not even going to get into the finish. I'm not even going to get into any of that. I'm going to get into one point in the match that made zero sense. And for me, a person who was trying to give this show a chance made me stop watching it. And I then got my update from you at the end of the night what actually fucking happened. At one point, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, CZW guy, hits his DDT. Omega's laid out. He, instead of going for a three count, goes outside of the ring, grabs two chairs, throws them into the ring, sits on one of them, invites Omega to sit on the other after getting up from his finisher. Oh my god. And then they have a slap match. A slap match. I knew I, it. Yeah. What <laughs> kind of hokey fucking shit? You want to talk about WWE finishes? I watched them have two guys kick each other in the fucking dick to end a main event, and it was better than something that was that stupid. How the fuck did someone hit a finish in a match, and you're going to have them go out to grab chairs so they can have a competition of feats? They're in one. It's called a fucking wrestling match. The fuck was that? You know, it's... Unfortunately, being a realistic sports-based product is not at all what AEW is interested in being, period. That's why they do the skits. That's why they do the silliness. It's just, you know, they, they don't want to be taken seriously, so we shouldn't. PJ, what? where does that rank as far as... I know you didn't actually see it because you don't sell your eyes with such trash. I, I got this 24 hours in a day, Frank Cliff. There's 24 hours. You think I got time? But what? 
Where would you put this just based off hearing it as far as like visually seeing for a title match the worst finishes you could think of? Well, that's a spot that's been used before. It's nothing new, but it's used in church basements <laughs> on indie shows where you can pop an audience of 40 people who've probably not seen it and then go to a new town and do it again. To do that on television in your title match, something so... Steve Austin will tell you to this day, I never even turn my back to a heel. And if you were here and you turn your back to me, I launched a potato at the back of your head. <laughs> like, that's how you take it seriously. Yeah. And now you have a guy, so you say he hit his finish, and then he went out the ring and, and just got a chair. So he's not Two really, chairs. He's not really looking to win. He's looking to put on a show. It's not even like he went in there and beat the shit out of him with the chair. That's right. like, all right, you want to brutalize him. You fucking played Rochambeau. Maybe this, you know, is there a place for that type of spot? Maybe. Was yeah, that the it, wasn't, it wasn't. Was that the place? That's not the time. No, or the not. place. Right. But moving on, what else happened, Nikki K. Well, in that specific match? Well, after the match was over and, and Kenny won. Well, what led up to that? I want Pat to know well, everything. There was, a, there was an injury angle. angle. There was an injury angle. And then they had Don Callis. Uh, I know you're a little familiar with him. He's an executive with TNA. Yeah. He was wasn't he that. also Cyrus the Virus in ECW? That sounds right to me. I'd have to double check. He's somebody. The Jackal? Was he the Jackal? <laughs> what are you, Stewie from Family Guy? What? Jackal? That was his name, the Jackal. Look it up. I'll be looking it up. Go Read on. a book. Um, yeah, so he was guest announcing the show, which kind of, I guess, gave it away of what they would eventually do after Kenny won. Time out. He was the Jackal. Thank you. He was also Cyrus the Virus in uh, ECW. Wow. You already arbitrary. Arbiter. Arbiter, excuse me. Um, so anyway, after the match, Kenny won, took off with the belt with Don Callis after an injury angle, and then he had his finish, and then an announcer caught him up, or caught up with him in the parking lot, and was like, what, what are you doing, well, can you explain yourself, and he said on Tuesday, which is when Impact airs, so it seems like they're doing a cross- Well, they said watch Impact on Access TV, which was shocking to see that on a main network like TNT would so, allow that shit. Yeah, so I don't. I guess they're, they're going to... It seems like they're working together, which is interesting. Yeah, hey, you take enough shit and throw it at the wall, you make, it, no, you make a Picasso. It's interesting. They have... TNA has... If you combine doing, the two rosters, you have yeah, a decent roster. They've been doing some decent stuff, and they've had some good matches that I've, I've been uh, keeping up on. They but, also had a murder... They did have someone get shot. He didn't get murdered. He got shot. But what do you think of uh, a merger? The TNA AEW yeah, merger? merger? It's not TNA anymore. God damn it. Get with the times. They should call it the Alliance. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I think it's good business. Why not? Yeah. Wrestling fans love crossovers. Um, yeah, all good. I think it's a good. I think it's a good idea for both companies. They realize the state of affairs. They, they realize where they rank. We're talking about the number three and the number four company, and there is no number two. It's just WWE, and so they're going to need to do what they need to do to survive. Well, the number three company made a, a big jump yesterday as well. Uh, Sting debuted last night on AEW to the shock of everyone that was watching, myself. I know Frank Cliff had his mouth open and not for food for once in his life. So. <laughs> oh, a stinger from Nikki Cavett, you piece of shit. I'm supposed to be the bad guy. You're going fucking heel? Get right up on that horse, Nick. Yeah, you gotta gotta change it up once in a while. Like Sting did last night when he debuted in AEW. You'd be about as good as a heel as Spike Dudley, you <laughs> fucking asshole. Let me... So, I woke up this morning, 
to 160 missed text messages. Hold on a sec. We missed something here. The most important part of this nonsense that was going to piss PJ off. The announcers, after Kenny Omega got uh, screwed Moxley out of the belt, were yelling, This is a goddamn screw job! That was the announcers? JR. And then the best, this was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe you missed this. Oh, Eddie Kingston? Eddie Kingston (laughs) goes to the announce table. They don't show it on video. They show, like, Kenny Omega leaving and takes the mic and says, I want to beat Lance Archer's ass now. Yeah, so it And that's how the show cuts. He was scheduled to face Archer. Supposedly, if the match between uh, Moxley and Omega didn't finish with time left on the show. So the the match ended at 10. So if there was some... If they finished like 955 or whatever, they were going to throw this match on and that wasn't going to be the main or something like that, which makes zero sense to me. So this guy was just yelling like a maniac after the show was over. Made no sense, but it happened. Which, again, which then leads to our next point here. Why, oh why, oh why would Mr. Steve Borden, a.k.a. The Stinger, a.k.a. Nikki Kayfabe's second favorite to probably take her, and maybe third, Dolph Ziggler's number one. Now Christian. Oh, God. Anyway, why would Sting further degrade himself to this? And look, AEW has a specific generation of talent they should be going after. Mainly people that could still get into a ring without hurting themselves severely. Now, I don't know what Sting's done since he's been in the WWE, but if he still has the same injuries, it's hard to imagine he's actually working there. But, PJ, what do you think about this? Well, as I was saying, I woke up to 160 missed text messages. Most were from you two, but there were several other wrestling texts, or texts of, of, of which there are wrestling fans who are part of it. And I said, well, I missed something, right? Something happened. It's the worst. I didn't worst know what fucking it was. feeling. And there he was, the icon, Sting. AEW is back on TNT. They're talking like it's Gary coming back it's to the stadium. Hey, babes, give me that call from Tony Schiavone. I, 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 it's Stan. This yeah. guy was jizzing <laughs> he himself. Was, he was, he well, was up and on. Look, there is a certain... Uh, there's there's a nostalgia a, to it. There's a certain framework. You can look at it. And it is Sting, who was probably mm. the biggest non-WWE star. And I mean, really, he did almost nothing. In WWE, except take the pedigree. Which better men than him have we, taken. We can talk about that for a different time, but staying How does it, um, strictly on Why this. did he go? Money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> this man found Jesus in 2000 and never stopped finding Mr. Benjamin after know, that. Do you know the money he made in TNA? Tons. tons, tons of money. Dixie Carter lost her entire life's, her entire family's fortune into Sting, Steve Borden's pockets. Ton of money. He was they the Joker. Were, he was laughing, taking their money. Just became a clown. <laughs> and you know, he so why not let him come to AEW? Is he gonna work? He can't work. I mean, they wanted him to do a stare off with Arn Anderson. I think they blew that a little early. I thought maybe you know Sting versus Cody Rhodes is intriguing. And you could and you can add on Anderson oh, into that. So you're saying Hunter Jr. is gonna <laughs> bury Sting too? Is he gonna use a fucking sledgehammer or a stupid you know what? chair? At this point, I hope I hope Sting signed up to do jobs. I hope he's not gonna come in and Scorpion Deathlock. You know the next generation of guys. 
I, he can't go anymore. I mean, he couldn't really go in the 80s. He was good. He was a body guy. <laughs> wow. He couldn't go then. I'm you not... were going to piss some people off. He was a huge star. He drew a ton of money. He made a ton of money. He was an exciting character. He was one of the best baby faces of all time, hands down. He wasn't a worker. He never was. He's better than Hogan. Well, that's not saying much. He wasn't a worker. He got to wrestle Ric Flair every night oh, in the <laughs> 80s. I could be the icon. <laughs> Put me in the ring with Flair in the 80s. What a statement. But look, a huge star. Huge star. Yeah. He's going to do big for them. You know, in, in the world of wrestling, he's a big deal. Does that do anything for the mainstream credibility of the company? I don't see it. Again, I hope he's there to do jobs. You know, maybe win once in a while. He's got to win something. You think he's having that? I don't think I don't, he's I don't having that. I don't think he works. I, I think, think he's, he's going to manage the little the skateboard guy. Yeah, Sting the... is going to be a manager. That'd be interesting, right? When I, I mean, it doesn't intrigue me, but it's got to intrigue somebody. And on top of it, look at it this way. Even if they just have him come out, point the bat, hit a couple people when they're getting out of line, think of like an Austin 2004 role of some sort where he's just there trying to... I guess keep the elite, and maybe that's uh, the gimmick. I some, don't fucking know. Some characters lend themselves better to being a manager and a mouthpiece than others. That wouldn't work. Sting is not a mouthpiece. Sting is not a manager. You know what pissed me off about that segment itself? How does Cody Rhodes act surprised when anyone debuts in AEW? Because who gives a shit? No, but it's the dumbest, like, how are you going to be the executive was... in one mat, in one second... And then not the executive 20 minutes how later. Are, how are you going to be smashing people's heads in with sledgehammers and then oh, the next God. section be out there with cancer survivors? <laughs> it's just the way it is. It's I, just the wrestling's weird like that. I didn't like that he didn't use the bat. I thought he was going to hit someone with it. Well, if you come to a ring with a bunch of people you don't like, you seem like you don't like, you would think he would hit them. I with thought the he was going to hit at least one. Really get the crowd. You know, you know. I know damn well when this happened, you were punching air at home. I texted. I said, "Fuck." They got Sting. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. He was. Uh, hey, I'd be upset too because you know if you're really a fan of Sting, this is a very dangerous situation. I I loved his music. I thought it was fantastic. I thought his it was music, better than WWE was shit. Much better. Better the fucking stupid drums. And I'll give AEW credit. I liked the whole promotional winter is coming thing, and I think Sting fit that kind of feel. Well, they the had snow, snow come out. And yeah. the winter is coming. Right. I thought he fit nicely into that sort of thing. If he's here to manage. Just give me the money then, because you just burned all that money. What are you going to do with it? I, I, I hope he's there to wrestle, because I think WWE probably won't let him. And if he's just going to do Legends deals and sell action figures, at least for a Sting fan like you, you'll get to see him. Yeah. They'll and he'll get to buy his action figure. Uh, they they actually talked about that. They said they got they could release any character or incarnation that he's done in the past. Yeah, he owns his own shit. Yeah, so. Yeah. That's one thing he did right that a lot of people didn't, and maybe that we go back to. Maybe that's why him and WWE took so long to reach a deal. Definitely. When you own all your shit, there's a lot of things that they can't take from you. Definitely. I mean, that's what took Styles. Styles made himself worth so much money, it probably became a big part of their negotiation at that point, too. Same idea. Yeah, you Les own your logo, you own your shit. Lesnar, too, probably. Yeah, well, Lesnar's his name. That's, well, yeah, but regardless yeah. of that. And so, as our final option on our Three counts right nice. before we get into the War Games watch along. Some very sad news in wrestling this week. Mm -hmm. WWE Hall of Famer Pat Patterson has passed away. God damn it. So, I mean, the good news is he was old. He lived a hell of a life. It's not, you know, there are tragic wrestling deaths, and then there are some that you can stomach. And Sadly, more tragic than anything else. 
this is what I you think oh in wrestling yeah, yeah. Um, I mean this is actually <laughs> this is the way you want to go yeah an old man right he was an old uh. man he accomplished a lot and just very quickly for those who don't know maybe new fans Pat Patterson's contributions to WWE are probably second only to Vince and Linda McMahon he was that level of importance to that company he was Vince's right hand he was Vince's main booker he was the Finnish guy for that company for a long time. The Royal Rumble was his idea, most famously. He's credited as the first intercontinental champion. Mm -hmm. Which, funny enough, which, Mr. PJ which, and I were having Frank, a conversation the other day about. Frank Cliff was, was hook, line, and sinker into the WWE's conspiracy of this alleged Rio de Janeiro tournament for the first IC belt that never happened. And I was alarmed that they just used to lie about things. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? I always thought I could trust that son of a bitch, McMahon. Who knew that Carney wasn't telling the truth? Everything wasn't on the up and up. But um, but beyond that, I mean, his contributions go beyond anything else because you've never had someone that involved that... Think about it. Every major finish, like probably outside of the screw drop because we all know who came up with that. It was Hunter. Uh... <laughs> But like, even like the stupid little spots, like we were talking about that cameraman spot that Nikki K. Fames bought till this day. Hell in the Hell cell. in the Cell 97, was it? Yeah. Yeah, 97. Well, the, uh, Bad, Bad Blood, Blood was the pay-per-view. Yeah. And that's the genius of how good he was, is like those spots you wouldn't even pick up on. Meanwhile, they built an entire match. So I, I've seen shoot interviews where the wrestlers would all say the same thing about Patterson. They'd say they'd find themselves in a jam in their match. They'd get to a point where they, they had to go into something else, or they have to get out of something, or they got to get a finish. And they would go to Pat Patterson. They said he would sit. He would take a long pull from his cigarette and say, eh, what if you... And then just off the cuff, come up with a great fucking finish <laughs> that got them exactly where they needed to be in that match. I know Jericho called him the Yoda. i seen that. Yeah. Bret Hart and uh, The Rock hold him in very high regard. And me, personally, I'm not going to sit here and act like I saw... The Pat Patterson Sergeant Slaughter classic of MSG in 1982. <laughs> I didn't see it. But my experience with Patterson was the Stooges. Oh, so entertaining. This guy had a whole second half of his career as just Vince McMahon's lackey. And in real life, too. I, I mean, that was his... And he won a 24-7 championship recently. Oh, well. yeah, him and Briscoe. He was a hardcore champion in his day. Uh, just... Especially for that company. I don't know, as far as in the business, what right. where he is as a standing. Well, I mean, he, he was the first openly gay wrestler, too, which... I don't know if that's true, they because... They say it, but, I mean, still, <coughs> for the business, that's probably high held in... Without him, you don't get the Darren Youngs of the world, yeah. and all these other things, and... You know, there were other gay wrestlers, as well, that probably don't get talked about as much, but he was the most powerful and the yeah. most influential gay wrestler that there's ever fucking been. Because of his relationship with the McMahon family. And this is a guy who worked with Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah. Ray Stevens. Bobby Heenan. Sergeant Slaughter. And then into the next generation. Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels. The Rock. Austin. Foley. Jericho. And now all these young guys. There's pictures of him and Roman Reigns. So I just... Shooting the shit. Cena. I just wanted to talk about the pictures. I mean, if you guys haven't seen yet, you have to go check out the WWE tribute that they put on during NXT. It'll make you fucking cry. Yeah, it's very sad. Apparently he was a big fan of the song My Way by Frank Sinatra. and uh, He would sing that song that. 
as karaoke. Apparently, he did it at Hunter's wedding. He did it at Legend's right. house. I watched the clip the other day. Of course, that, apparently did. that was his jam, and of course it was appropriate. You know, Vince happily paid whatever royalties he had to pay. Give to that damn Sinatra whatever it costs. To the Sinatra estate. To yeah. get that uh, song. So, I mean, I don't want to talk about other people that aren't ill in a way, but, like, this is getting sad now because these are, like, the three kings of the WWE in a way, along with, I hate to say it, but probably Kevin Dunn at this point because the only other person that's been there that long. When you think about it, it's it's Vince, it's uh, John Briscoe, and it's Pat Patterson. It always was. And now we're getting to the point where these guys are just, you know, they're up there in age. They did a lot of shit back in the day that probably took some years off. And it's, we're getting to... We're getting to times, me and Pat, like, kind of joked about it, like, the day that Vince McMahon leaves this earth and goes to his porn in hell, <laughs> they put me right next to Satan. No, uh, it's going to be one of the saddest days of, like, my life, because that's my entire childhood, adulthood. That man is wrestling, and I can only say the same thing about Pat Patterson. And I'll tell you one last thing about Pat Patterson, and you can look this up, this is, this is documented by various forms... Of, of evidence that you can find. Pat Patterson either left or resigned from WWE in, I want to say, around 2004-2005. And the last act that he did as an executive in the company was to distribute a memo that said too much television time was being dedicated to one Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> And he felt he felt that he wasn't getting the type of crowd responses. He wasn't what the crowd wanted. For whatever reason, he felt that there was a disproportionate amount of attention. Why might that be? To to Triple H, and that was his last. And from what I read, they said this this was a, a cause of great tension between the McMahon family and Patterson. That much I don't know. I don't. You can't get into the minds of people. Did he ever go back after that? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't. He was, he was, he's a me, he is a member in good standing yeah. with the WWE and, and, and will always be. Vince has always had a group of guys that he was super loyal to. Gorilla Monsoon, Freddie Blassie, Briscoe, Lord Alfred Hayes, uh, you know, and there's more. And Patterson's probably the top of that list. So, God bless you, Patterson. Yeah. Thanks for the memories, buddy. Absolutely. And now we're going to kick it up a notch. We're going to get some rings, two of them. We're going to get two cages. We're going to get Sting's squadron versus, uh, what was, oh, the Dangerous Alliance, which, as we saw in the network, they have the greatest logo of all time. I'm excited for this. I've never seen this. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman with a mullet. With a skull and crossbones. Delightful. Need that on the t-shirt. Let's, let's start it Nikki up. Nikki Kayfabes, let's go. You got one job here, boss. Let's oh, go. you fucked it up. It's it's right here. So let's give them, for those of you with the network. We're going to do it. If any, anyone wants to follow along, probably not the first time you're hearing this, but <laughs> maybe on the second time you want to listen, if you want to queue up the network, we'll give you the pay-per-view. We had WCW Wrestle War 1992. Ron Simmons faces Mr. Hughes in what I'm sure was a tremendous match. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be focusing on, in honor of the upcoming War Games event on Sunday, we will be watching along my favorite War Games. All right, so. There we go. You could go straight to the match, and when you click it, you should be at about 
Two, two hours, hours, eight minutes, and 35 seconds. And we are off. And Tobey Maguire is announcing. Holy shit, it does look... It looks like Ray Romano had a kid with Tobey <laughs> Maguire. It's disturbing. <laughs> Just leave it alone. It'll go away eventually. Look at these fans, man. Look what they're wearing. I love it. Why are they... Oh, it's Sting face paint. Always confused me. Whoa. Very exciting. Yeah, we got pyro. We got some lights. A bunch of shooting stars, it looks like. Production values were not that bad for 1992. No, not at all. Well, they put some... Oh, here we go. Lowering the cage. Do you remember when you were allowed to have that many people into a single location? It looks so it, it look really, it weird. Look weird. It looks dirty. These I, cages are huge. It looks weird seeing people without masks. Well, we don't want to date the date the podcast, but at the time of watching this, it's like a capsule in time. Yeah. Wow. And the incredible. cage is being lowered. So they say Vince McMahon did not like the two ring idea, and it was that reason and that reason alone that he never did the war games. It took, it took him I a guess, little while to do it. Well, his son-in-law talked him into it. <laughs> That's probably exactly what happened. And thank God, and thank God for that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's done some good stuff over at NXT. Definitely. So. I think as you watch more of it, not to get off topic from what we're talking about now, you'll understand that he actually has a good mind for the business, despite how he booked himself. Right. Uh, some people are better. You know, Dusty Rhodes, probably a better performer than Booker. <laughs> Hunter, probably a better performer than... Or maybe he's a better Booker than performer. At the time. Right. Yeah. So uh, right now we're getting the rules run down to us, and I'm not going to read these back to you. You all could read, hopefully. <laughs> After the second period ends, the other team sends the second man, making War Games two on two. So WWE kind of modified this, did their elimination chamber. Nikki K. Fabes, you better put that fucking remote down. Because <laughs> I see him fiddling with it, and I know where this is going. He can't help himself. He's just playing with the they, remote. They do coin tosses to get to determine who's coming in from each team. That's the heels always won the coin toss. <laughs> you know, because you had to have the he the baby at a disadvantage. See, it's a so good they, thing that this doesn't exist now because me and Nikki Kayfair should be gambling yeah, on the yeah. toss. <laughs> surrender or submission is the only way to win. That's very interesting. So there's no pinfall. Shouldn't falls. it be surrender or submission is the only way to lose? Oh, that's a valid point. <laughs> Look at the grammatical king as well. <laughs> I could be wrong. No pinfalls, no countouts or disqualifications. Oh, wow. Oh, so are we getting some, some weaponry in here? Is that allowed? I, there's no access to the ring. No ah, I got gotcha. Unless ring, they so. walk in with it. I, it's possible. I won't spoil it. So ah, we'll say maybe. Enough. We'll talk. We'll say maybe. Official so time kept at uh, ringside. They really tried to make this like almost like a sport thing, which is pretty cool because it's like this reminds me of something where you need to see like the rules beforehand and shit. Yeah, WCW did a lot right. I mean, yeah. look, there was a there was a period of time. This is '92. This is not quite it, but there was a period of time WCW was putting on a better product in right. virtually every every well, yeah, I mean, that's known until until the Foley stuff. So it's when you had that idiot Bret Hart as champion. Couldn't draw a dime. Damn, this, this Man, lights are yeah, really I'm gonna. I hope you're not epileptic, Nikki K. Fabe. <laughs> oh, this my. is gonna get you. Dude. You're at home and you're epileptic. This is your warning. I'm serious. <laughs> you, better, you better put on some no, fucking I'm serious. You know, this they, is crazy. They do that now on YouTube videos. If there's going to be streamer-less strobe lights or something, they have to warn people because you can't just do that. And here they come. This is what I want to talk no about. No stage. We're coming out of a curtain like this is a The Dangerous a Alliance, Medusa. 
Rick Rude looking like he's just made Jesus out of Jesus Christ. Just made out of granite. Look at that fucking physique. And he's Stunning blonde. Steve. Wow. Larry Zabisco. Suck it in, Larry. Oh, Suck man. it in. No How old is Larry Zabisco at that point? On Anderson, the uh Paulie Dangerously, and Bobby Eaton. So Paulie is used he's he, the character he's playing now is like a yuppie from New York, based on I think the Gordon Gecko character from Wall Street. He looks very much like Michael Keaton. Paul Heyman's success has been his ability to adapt and evolve and change with the times. He went Absolutely. From, he went from this Wall Street yuppie to the renegade ECW promoter to the swarmy agent, and now he's just the actor. The lawyer. I mean, there he is. There's, Ooh, it's got to be Sting. The sparkly denim. Oh, wow. That is some so jacket. Here's I wonder comes, if they sell that still. That's Sting. an interesting jacket. I went out that, that no strip Ricky Steamboat has. I went out to bed. Is that to help you breathe or to help you not sound like an asshole? Both. So, um, right now, I guess all the faces are about to get into the ring. So, PJ, I don't want to get off topic too much, but Arn Anderson, did he age a day from this time in history? Because he looks the exact fucking same. Same balding, same beard, not a gray hair. The man looks the exact same. Take it from me. When you, when you go bald that young, you're basically, you're set. You're not going to change much. People, you're going to start eat By the time other people are showing their age, they're going to say, hey, PJ Stack, well, he looks the same. Eh, on Anderson, he looks the same. Right. Interesting point. So, oh, genius. Look at him. He's got the whole battle plan. He's got oh, it all written my. out. What that is fantastic. Look at, what look could at, possibly be on that paper? You're look right. Look at Austin. He's whispering. He's tremendous. <laughs> it's the visual. That's what matters. It doesn't matter that it's Who's totally that blonde guy with the fucking mullet? That's Bobby Eaton. Well, who's Bobby Eaton? Is that the guy you, Jim Cornette likes so you, much? It's one half of the Midnight Express. You'd be ashamed of yourself. I never, you know, I can't tell apart the Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express. And you love Cornette? Shame on you. I mean, I like him now because he just rants about the current product. <laughs> Some of his stories are good. Look at that. Who's starting? Is that Stunning Steve starting is, the match? That is Stunning Steve and Barry Windham. Barry Windham's and, a big fella. Look at that Barry guy. Barry Windham Damn. is, of course, teaming up with Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Steamboat, One. Sting, and uh, Nikita. Nikita Volkov. Koloff. Oh, Koloff. You're thinking of the... The other Russian guy? Yes. Amazing how they got away with so many Russian characters during the uh, during the Cold War, right? <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah. I, I can't get used to Steve seeing Austin with hair. It's so weird. It really is. And why is this guy wearing one knee pad? That's just strange. It's barbaric. Early Steve. I mean, Austin could work. Look at the selling; it's the exact same. You not well. Let me tell you. By the time you saw Steve Austin with the shape that he had, two bad knees, he had a bad neck. He couldn't bump. You're gonna see some bumping, I guarantee you, and you're gonna see some juice. <laughs> some oh, juice. There, there he is. He threw a potato. He already started. We got one potato from Austin. Should have started taking shots. I don't, I don't know how I feel about them surrounding. On the outside, there. Yeah, that's interesting. Right. Where should they be? Behind, like in the back? Yeah, in the back. Well, like, WWE actually did it with bird cages. Yeah, they locked them in cages. On the on the entrance ramp. Yeah, it's a little dramatic. Because it's fine. But they used it not in the one that we're going to talk about, so I can tell you about it. They used it actually as a spot. I don't. We're watching this. I don't care. I don't care. We're watching Sting Squadron. I don't care about your new shit. <laughs> Look at him. He's still going over strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. Here's what you're gonna do. 
He's been talking to them for literally five minutes, pointing at the same piece of paper. And well, you said you liked it to feel like a sporting event. I like it that they're outside. Oh, they don't have shit cover in the gap? That had to fucking be dangerous. That has to be real dangerous. Oh, yeah. shit. I keep looking at Wyndham, and I think it's Hogan from the back. He had the yellow tights, the the blonde hair. Hey, brother. Oh, yeah, you know what? Now I see it. You got it. I mean, it looks like it looks like Hogan. Nah, Hogan wouldn't do that. <laughs> Hogan ain't getting up to no fucking DDT. Look at Austin selling. He's weak. He's crawling around. You know the heels coming in first because they they always win the coin toss. The heels. So that first guy in used to be on Anderson in the old the older war games from this. That first guy had to he had to work because he was going to be selling for that first period. He was going to be bleeding. And he was going to have to be working from start to finish. How'd they cut themselves open back then? Still the blade, or was it a different method then? I think the blade. I, I don't know of any other real method. Mm. It's crazy that that used to be a thing. Thinking oh. about it now. Look at Austin. <laughs> He's about to take flight. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, look at oh, that. Oh, that's amazing. Tide flight. I, I, don't... I love it, baby. This is this is my stuff. Plenty of new shit. Give me <laughs> shark cages. Austin's going to the top? Yeah, what is it? Oh, look, that cage is fucking low. Oh, he missed him. That cage is, man, I didn't even realize how low that fucking cage is. He caught him. Oh, Ooh. very nice. I, what a team the Dangerous Alliance was that Heyman assembled for himself. Heyman knew which way the wind blew. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> he knew what was going on. He looked at Steve Austin. He's going to be the biggest star in the next 20 years. He was right. He Love was right. Him. I mean, look at, look at these guys that are... who Goldust is still working, Dustin Rhodes. He's the only one there besides potentially Sting. But... Yeah, they're old now. Yeah. Sting is 63. He's 61. Oh, yeah. that one. Close. Austin may retire before every one of the people you see. Here, it's incredible. Except for Rick Rude, God rest his soul. Yeah, Rick yes. Rude, man, he's... But did he have the same gimmick... Uh, during this, as he did in the WWF, the same ravishing, uh, putting I, I, pulling I, I, women in the team. Is Austin busted open already? Oh yeah, he's oh, done. Yeah. We got the some juice. ketchup, ladies and gentlemen. He's that's that's not that's not ketchup. That's some grade A Steve Austin. <laughs> we venom. got fifty seconds until <laughs> the next person venom. comes in. Austin got busted open after he's getting his uh, face rubbed against the that dangerous steel. So he was he was ravishing Rick Rude. I'm almost positive of that. But the whole production, getting the girl in the ring with him, and his his tights that were uh, not spray painted but airbrushed, airbrushed. Awesome. That that was that was Vince. That was Vince. oh oh. He's biting him. Yeah, bumba. That God. ain't 2020. You can't do that. You can't bite another man's bleeding forehead. Oof. What's the matter with 20 him? seconds. Who do you think comes in next? A heel. Right, which one? <laughs> one of them. <laughs> oh, look, he's right, getting ready. Look at him. He's got an angry down there. They're fighting. I love it, baby. Excellent. This is Can wrestling. we get a camera down there? I'm sorry. Oh, if you're a wrestling fan, with or without our commentary track. I did the coin flip. Please oh, look watch. at that fucking ref. Referee Randy Tell, Johnson. Oh, he called heads. Tails never feels. There he goes. Tails never fails. Get in there. Who's going in there? Oh, oh, it's Rick oh Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Marching up those stairs. Oh, look at that. Look He's at got him. some energy. He's coming in like fire. Excellent. This is the drama, baby. War games. My God, look how tan this man is. It's incredible. I'm pretty sure he was on the roids. I look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks I'm like almost, a fucking statue. Oh, he was. And he was probably one of the more underrated wrestlers. 
of all time, Rick Rude, and this is a guy who's beloved by tons of wrestlers. Yeah. You know how his career ended, or at least was severely, severely impacted when he had to step out of the ring? There was a a trap door on the ring to WCW's uh, canvas to the ring. It was a trap door for the Ultimate Warrior. And uh, of course Rude, it was. Rude bumped on it, and, and his back got all tore up. And then he got a, a an infamous Lloyd's of London policy um, for his health insurance, and he couldn't wrestle again. Wow. And, and it was a, a crazy, crazy thing that he retired so young. And then he died. And yeah. I, I told the story on the podcast once before. I was in MSG at a house show when they announced his death. Um, but now my question is, why was he managing before he went to WCW? Was that because he was just hurt in general? Um, he ended his career as a manager. He was managing okay. in WCW yeah. in, in WWF. WWF. Yeah. Then he went over to WCW, joined the NWO. Right. And that's basically where I, he never wrestled the match. He never got back in the ring. Well, you said he got hurt on a WCW trap door. That was probably during the period of time you're looking at now. Wow, really? Because then he went to the WWF after that. And that's that, when he had the Jake the Snake feud with the... No. That was before this? We'll look up the whole timeline later. But, he went back and forth, you're saying. Right. At, at, during his WCW run, which we're watching right now, Yeah. Um, he hurt his back. I think his, I think his oh, WWE Ricky, run had ended. Ricky's getting ready to Oh, the that. dragon. Oh, he's getting, he wants in, he wants in, he wants in. He's another diesel bastard. Look at him. Look at Ricky throwing those rights. He missed one of them. We were just watching a table for three, me and Frank were, and it was Steamboat and Hillbilly Jim and Patterson. And Steamboat mentioned that he never played uh, a heel. Really? He a, yeah, he was a babyface. I'm pretty sure. Through, they may have tried once and failed. He's throwing some nice DDTs there. He's all hyped yeah, up. Yeah, oh, look baby. at him. He's juiced. I mean, I think the whole team is. Yeah. I think something was in the water. <laughs> down in Atlanta. Oh, off the top head. <laughs> I never liked that spot, bashing the guy's head into the... You mean the guy bashing his own head in over and over well, again with assistance? Well, the other guy's <laughs> hand rests. Nice roll from Austin. Oh, look at this Barry, guy. Oh, he's doing it too. Look at this. Oh, kicked him right in the chest. I can't... Austin really... Did this. He oh. really came out with the blood early. He's pouring. He, oh... Nice Hurricane Rana into a few rights from Ricky Steamboat on, on Rick Rude. Kayfabes. When you've seen enough of these, that the fact do you see how short that cage is? Very, it's very short. I I, I will go on, I will make a bet with you right now. The NXT War Games cage is much higher. Much higher. Yes. yes. Look, they can't do anything off the top rope. JJ Dillon almost died in this match. He tried to get him off for a power bomb. His legs hit the top and he fell on his neck. I think someone almost gets hurt in this match. I'm almost convinced. They actually don't have a roof hurt. on the WWE one, I don't think. They don't. There is no roof, right? I, I don't I don't know. I think they have one, but No, because they did that spot with the, the table. These guys are coming in quick after this happens though. I oh, mean yeah, I told you. 15, 14 oh, yeah. seconds till someone else comes in. Oh, oh, oh here we go. There he is. Someone's getting a fucking spine buster. Oh, look at him. Oh god, look. he looks like a fucking angry man. He just On doesn't know it's it's a work. On, on, <laughs> in On's mind, he's going in. Then here he comes. He's going in to tear. You know he's gonna gig because he's wearing white. A lot of DDTs thrown in this match so far. But How many matches can you do? It's nonstop the moves. So I got one with that, Pat. You, uh, PJ, you might have a, a history with this. So in the WWF, oh, best spine buster in the business. I'm sorry, Frank. It's over. <laughs> it's over. 
do it again. Just pick him up and do it again. Oh, the Boston Crab. The walls of Jericho. So what were you saying? I mean, WCW was the oh, only it. other place you were seeing a DDT because in WWF, there was only one guy putting it. Jake's yeah, tapping, too. Uh, Ricky the Steamboat's tapping. Sorry, you got He's me. He's tapping you, out. You, you said DDT. I was thinking Jake. Steamboat is is tapped to the double uh, double half crab. He's tapping. Look at Heyman. He's calling for the. He's calling the ref. He's saying he's tapping. Ref saying the match doesn't end. Everyone's got to be in the ring. Pinfalls and submission do not count until all men have entered the contest. Heyman didn't have that written down on this piece of paper. <laughs> Look at Austin. Oh my God, he's he's really he's, he's gigged, baby. Yeah. <laughs> he's gushing. Look at him. Steamboat really throwing those flat chops there, too. How do you even sit around and try to develop this? Oh, pile driver. Pile driver, just in the middle of a match. Probably <laughs> just called it right there. How did he not hit his fucking feet on the ceiling? This thing has to be last, I would imagine, right? Oh, look at Larry Zabisco and, and Bobby Eaton. I bet you Zabisco's in next with his big chest. <laughs> No, they feel like they've been doing face and heel and face and heel. So yeah. So course. face is up next. Yeah. Huh? Oh, so baby face is in next? I, uh, I mean, unless they throw a little swerve here, but... Yeah, I bet Sting's coming in. I bet you Sting's coming in. Clear house? Oh, no. Oh, oh Dustin. Dustin's is coming Is that the in. natural? That's the American nightmare, baby. Here he comes. <laughs> Shit. He looks like fucking Hogan, too. All these guys are wearing this yellow. And, and he's wearing yellow and red. There's a lot of yellow Brother. in this match. Brother. That's he's copyright, They're all on the same team, right? Yeah. Oh, of course he's throwing bionic elbows. <laughs> there it is. Oh. Oh, baby. Give the American nap. Oh, he almost hit his head. He hit his head. <laughs> yep. Austin hit his head <laughs> on the cage. Oh, poor Steve. And that was probably... Uh, this is poor shit. Planned. I think that's how he started losing his hair. A stack of dimes. <laughs> <laughs> this guy wants to need to breathe up. Oh, that's I'm telling you that. He needs a beer spot. and a cigarette. Jesus, <laughs> poor he, bastard. He needs the Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> you mean hardcore hack? Yeah, he's a hack. This guy Austin is just—he's working. He's working this whole fucking match. Oh Jesus! Yeah, oh God! Oh no! Oh, Why are you even good, doing this? Gracious. You know what's funny? Look at look, look, his head stuff. <laughs> What a fucking spot. Barry Windham, you madman. Barry Windham got on Anderson's. I love it. Look at the salad. Look how he's kicking his legs. It's fucking great. Head in between a crack reminds me of Nikki K. (laughs) Head buried deep. Jesus Christ. This cage is all uneven. Look who who made this shit. WCW, that's who. Oh, is that an Indian deathlock? Is that a figure four? It's a figure four. Shitty one. Oh, look at it. The heel There's reversing. only one person that ever did an Indian death block. Look, the heel reversed yeah. the, the baby faces uh, figure four. I don't think some, someone's not paying attention. I'm shocked someone other than Ric Flair is using a figure four in WCW. They, they did that shit there? They didn't protect nah, finishes? Not, not, not as much. Well, the figure four is also just a hard one to protect anyway. Cause... Well, these were old school wrestlers. Yeah. They did wrestling moves is what they did. I never remember Flair ever winning with a figure four. There he comes, Abisco. Looks like a college professor. Yeah, he's he's looking pretty hefty okay, for a wrestler. Coming out oh, the gate, man. he didn't stand a chance. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Abisco can work though. Look at him go. I love it. 
Medusa. Oh, Medusa's seen enough. She's got the phone. <laughs> she's kicked the heels off, and she's going over. She's got the phone. She's going in, baby. Oh, look how smart she was. She, she wore shorts under phone. her dress, so we Excellent. couldn't get the upskirt. She slipped the phone to Art Anderson. Oh, oh man. Oh, Stinger's going Oh, up the Stinger. Oh, Stinger's up there with her. Put her through the cage. Gentlemen. Put her through the cage. I'm surprised this cage did not go in yet. Who fucking made this thing? Every, every step... Sting takes. It looks like he's gonna fall through. Jesus. Oh, what's on a foot? That's disgusting. It looks like tape. Yeah, it was something about a shoe. Medusa. Oh, look at beautiful... Yeah, he's getting perfect position. <laughs> he's helping. He needed a quick grab. He's giving her a hug for the good work she just did. Medusa ah, there you go. Was... Sleeper and irate. Good Medusa old Medusa was move. beautiful. Sleeper and irate. Right, look at Rick Rude. He's bulging. Oh no, I'm sorry. Shit. I take it back. He's actually pulling on the nose with yeah. the tape over it. Just clawing at the face, and there's a bisco. Somehow, <laughs> I don't know if Barry Windham is bleeding or Austin is bleeding on him. But either way, there's a lot of blood. It looks like a Texas death match in the center of the fucking ring. That whole right right ring is just covered in covered in, in red. Oh yeah. man, what a fucking gig fest! Oh. Who else do have left? It's... Bro, watch the old four horsemen in one of these. You want a gig fest? Well, for, everybody gig. Well, Just we, everybody. The ref was bleeding. Who, <laughs> <laughs> Little Nate? Whoever it was. Tommy Young. Oh, got him again. I think yeah. he's just going to keep the sleeper hold on Steamboat. Well, Root and Steamboat had, had a couple of matches. Oh, here comes Sting. I think, I think uh, Steamboat put uh, Rick Root in the Hall of Fame. Here he comes, the, the Stinger. The icon. AEW the newest signing. Let's the see if he can work, Pat. Let's see. Nice. Got a pie for that one. Oh. Jawbreaker. Yeah. Let me oh, grab you by the dick. Oh, he's got him up in the air. Oh into the God. cage. Into the cage again. Do it. Into the cage. Into the bar. On the Do cage it again. Too. Do it Ooh. again. This man has a bad back sting. He's got a family. By God. Am I the only person that hated the gorilla press? Because I always noticed that you have to grab the guy by the dick to get him up there. <laughs> I always said that's just like, you know... Some of us are more comfortable in our sexuality, Frank. We can tolerate these I things. said it should have been a DQ. Frank Cliff eats a hot dog by the middle. <laughs> I almost got that thing to cover. Oh, oh Arn's gushing. Oh, yeah. Arn's gushing. He went to the Ric Flair School of Gig. <laughs> what you gotta do, brother, is take six shots before you go out there. Get the blood really pumping down. Oh, here we go. Do you, do you just see that gimmick? She's taping his fist, getting ready for warfare. That's what they get oh ready for. Oh my god, look at that. Just the cheese grater. That's gotta suck. Imagine this was real. Everyone's bleeding. Everyone, everyone is bleeding. Does Sting bleed? <laughs> Does he just have a... The man, he can't me? bleed, right? I can't tell if Wyndham's bleeding or if it's just the quality. No, Wyndham's bleeding too. He got he got stroked up once. Like the scene in The Shining when the elevator doors open. <laughs> just <laughs> a river blood. of blood. <laughs> Look at Austin oh. still fucking going. He's still going, baby. God damn. That's Steve Austin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the knockout. Zabisco. Oh. Jesus Christ. But you guys, now you guys are younger fans, and I don't mean in age, we're all the same age, but in terms of your wrestling fandom, doesn't go back as early as mine. Do you can you still enjoy this? Because to me, this is great shit. 
I appreciate I, it. I, yeah, I can enjoy I'm it. I'm getting this story told to me. It's just a little bit funnier and the characters you know, are more cartoony, but go watch a movie from the 80s. Same shit. But, and also... It's all relevant. And you're not listening, and we're not listening to the commentators. Which I'm sure is priceless. Who's the sure. commentator on this, Jim Ross? Jim Ross, and I want to say Cornette. Look at Zabisco. Oh, he's fuck. Un <laughs> he's undoing the rope. Oh, the oh, big boo. Look. Oh, oh my god. My goodness. All right, ladies and, and gentlemen, just, the and natural Dustin Rose has popped an artery. Dear God. Gracious. That and is that's a lot of red. He was bleeding. He look at Arn. Look at Arn. He blew the blood out of his face and just immediately dropped an elbow. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. Oh, what a great match! So this is 1992. This is the year of my favorite Royal Rumble. And if you guys want to play a game, it's a little bit macabre. Look at the Visco trying to undo the ring, the yeah, top rope. It's, it's anything goes. But the 1992 Rumble with Ric Flair in it. He was for the WWE title. I play a game with some friends of mine. Every time a wrestler enters that rumble, who is now deceased, we take a shot. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah you're really dead. fucking drunk. <sighs> but thankfully, this match, not too many uh, well, who we got deceased here? wrestlers. Only Rick Rude, which is pretty rare for a uh, now 20-year-old uh, yeah. event. Yeah. 30 years old. Yeah, shit. 29, yeah, 29 years old. Shit. Wow. Uh, it was, oh, 92. Yeah. This makes you really appreciate the commentators, right? Everyone thinks in their mind they could be a good commentator. But to have to sit here and call this this bedlam? It, it, it's mayhem. It's absolute mayhem. I'm... There's blood everywhere. By this point in the match, you know Ross is just, there's blood everywhere. By God. <laughs> oh, he used to do those same spots in WCW? Yeah, the By God and all that oh, shit? Oh, the Crimson Mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those were Jim Rossisms. Jim Rossisms. <laughs> Look at this. I'd read a book with that. Look at this. Who's left? They're all in there. No, the no. Russian. Oh, that's right. Call off. Oh, you this guy what? is fucking... Oh, boy. Let me tell you, if I'm making a team, he's, he's the last guy I want in there. <laughs> I'm like, save him for the end. Let him come when everyone's weak. That's weird. A Russian is wearing something other than red and yellow. They added some and green. He's also a baby. If he hadn't done anything, he, he just he just went straight after Arn on the other side of the ring. Just went well, they, right may have, they may have been working a mini angle maybe between them. I'm sure Rude and Steamboat were. Unless it was Rude and Sting. Oh, look at them all. Oh, they're, what is they're, this? They're enemies. Right? Oh, him and Sting are not their enemies? See, isn't that amazing? You just got that whole thing. Yeah. And we yeah. just watched it. You could tell they probably weren't boys. And he's like, well, still, we have to do. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. They're coming right behind you. Oh, oh, and he, oh, oh he took the L. Do you see the story? Do you wow. see it? I just got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps. Wow. This is wrestling, folks. This is the beauty. And 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 the macabre. <laughs> Oh, baby. Double clotheslines. Oh, the gorilla. Oh, here so we go. Look, you asked me a question. Can he work? Yeah, oh, here we go. He's working. There it is. I mean, you know, Sting and the Russian hugging. And this also isn't a match to really judge anybody's work rate in. It's yeah, just, that's true. It's a fucking spot fest. It's, all it's it is. not even a spot fest. It's well, just, now it is. But giant <laughs> brawl. Yeah. You know what's going on? What are you going to do out there? I don't know. Yeah, we'll call We'll decide. We'll call in the ring, kid. We'll decide when we get there. You're in first, Austin. Look at Zabisco. He's still working in that corner on that, undoing that the top rope. They're gonna go up to Zabisco, so you're not bleeding, kid. No, Zabisco's right there. Yeah, there he is. Kid. Oh, oh now Rick Rude's doing, doing, doing it. Why do they want this rope broken so bad? They're telling a story. I'm trying to figure it the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, got the exposed turnbuckle hanging up there. It might legitimately have a problem. Look. Well, no, because that's I think, the glory I of having I, two rings. I think I just caught the referee explaining to Heyman how to undo it. I saw him twisting his arm, so maybe they're having a little bit of a uh, 
a malfunction there. So now, gentlemen, whoever pins or uh, no, I think just submission and forfeit. Yeah, submission and, and submission and surrender. Right. Yeah. Which I didn't know were two separate things until today. And uh, so now, yeah, it's. <laughs> Winner, First winner to a taken. finish, yeah. Because yeah. now, now it matters. Oh, and Rhodes is going for the uh, another figure. Did, didn't the us. announcer used to come over the PA once they all were in and say, "Let the war games begin" or some some shit like they, that? Because they, they do that now. Yeah, dude, they had a term for it. It's now past the clock, beyond the point of no return. Something. The kind, match beyond. The match beyond. That was it. How did you remember that? Because I know that Cody tried to trademark it, and they, ah, they were going to have it, and then uh, COVID happened. match beyond, yeah. I'd be interested it. to see their take on it, because not that WWE's done a bad job, but they'll probably try to stick to the old school rules of it. That'd be interesting. Could but. you imagine a real, like, just imagine a real life one, taking five grown adults <laughs> on one side, and just another five guys. We'll make them real tough-looking guys, like rugged guys. So not Nikki This K-Fans. would be insane. This would be insane. It wouldn't be this. It wouldn't take this long. It wouldn't though. take it would, this long. No, it'd be everyone would be dead. Yeah. I just one time saw a video five on five Russian MMA. I saw exactly that video. It was the minute, amazing. The minute the first guy got knocked, <laughs> it was fucked. The team collapsed like dominoes. <laughs> and that's exactly what would happen in war games. And that's exactly what seems to be happening now. We have. No, he's going. He's still going for that goddamn pipe. They I wish I could it. understand it. They want to hit him with it. Is that all they're building towards, hitting him with the end of it? Because he had it undone, and now they... Oh, boy. Smack him with it. Winding up. Oh, there it is. He got his own man. He got his own guy. He got his own man. Here comes Sting. Oh, now he's going for the weak spot. Oh, he saw it got hit. He saw the shoulder got hit, and now he's capitalizing. That's psychology, brother. Good work. Oh, Zabisco went for the save. All these old old timers when they get punched, they like stall for a second and wobble and then go. Is that Bill Alfonso? That's the bell. It's over. Was that Bill That's Alfonso? It, baby, I think that was referee Bill Alfonso. Sting wow, referee, Sting uh, win by submission. Yeah. Wow, on the bad. And that wasn't even his fucking finish. Bobby oh. Eaton tapped. It was the bad shoulder that he just got hit with the the pipe. WCW, wow. especially this time and a little before, it didn't have. Finishers. They had finishes. Matches had finishes. Wow. Not every guy. Oh, look, there he is. Is Paulie going to get his ass kicked? He's berating Zabisco. He's berating. He's saying, You hit him. What are you thinking? That was not on the paper. Rick Rude's not happy either. Everyone's just bleeding. Austin's rolling around like a fucking fish out of water. The team has lost. It's a tale as old as time. It's like Call of Duty when you blow it. It was your fault. Look at him. They all just gonna beat up Zabisco? And Paulie Paulie's not even yelling at uh Well they're blaming the look at Austin's Austin. trying to figure out what's happening. I've been goddamn bleeding for twenty goddamn minutes. I turn around for one second and you and you cry into this you know? <laughs> And there they go, the winners. Look at them. Oh they, my they, goodness. They look defeated. They, they the winners they fucking defeated. blood enough. They're the winners. You should see the losers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the gash that Arn gave himself. My God. All right. So you're telling me. Paulie. You're it. telling me that the war games you're going to show me. I didn't mean to yell at you before, Frank, but I'm watching this war games. I want to hear about the other war games. Now I'll hear about the other war games. It's all about timing. I want to see this pay off. Are they going to beat the shit out of them? I don't think so. I think they kind of just leave in a huff. Uh, but I, I don't remember 100%. 
Zabisco seems pissed with himself. He's still selling the shoulder. He blew it, man. Went to hit Look his at gun. Paulie. Paulie, you. Saying you did this. You animal. Here we go. Instant replay. <laughs> Hold him up, Jerry. <laughs> and he missed oh. the shoulder completely. He hits the bicep, but that's all right. No one cares. Don't matter. Let me hit your bicep with a pipe. Sting just karate Sting just literally karate chop. Cobra Kai! Across <laughs> the back of the neck. If it was good enough for the mongrels, it's good enough for the wrestlers. <laughs> I like I, I like that Cinches it ended it like in. that. I That's like, interesting because yeah. you don't see story. it coming. Yeah. yeah, a little story told. You definitely don't see it coming. He works the shoulder and then he gets the tap. Saw an opportunity. I definitely don't see what you're saying about Sting doesn't really work. Look, this is not the best I get match. That. No, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying I get what you mean by it. It's not a matter that he can't put on a good match. Right. It's a matter of, you hit back, dummy. It's the other remote. And it closes with Shivani and Bischoff. Wow. Look how young fucking wow. both of them look. Yeah. It's Sting! He and sounded he... like a senile. Hello again. <laughs> this is Ring Crew Radio coming at you from the editing room. We just finished. Well, first of all, we hope you enjoyed the watch along. The 92. For, uh... for the 1992 War Games. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed watching it. Mm -hmm. And then we went right through on War Games 2019, which we did a voiceover for. And frankly, I, PJ Stackpole, and I think I can speak for Nikki K. Faves. Is that correct, Nick? A little, yeah. Yeah, you, we, you weren't, we weren't too happy with how it went. We think it was subpar content. Yeah. And just personally, I, in good conscience, don't want to put out something that's a little less than what I think we're capable it, of doing. It was tough. It was tough watching two back-to-back -back war games nonstop. It was, uh, it was very it was hard. Difficult. I, I think yeah. it was our first watch-along and trying to do two in a row and clocking in at close to two hours, <laughs> I think is just a little much for anybody to endure. And so I, I ask for your forgiveness and I apologize. And I'll apologize to Frank Cliff, who's burning holes with me. Burning holes through me with his eyes. He wanted more than anything else to get that um, watch along on air. I don't know why. I don't think it was particularly good. It was nothing scandalous. I just don't think it was a good... You disagree, Frank? I don't, no. You know what? I figured out what went wrong. It was ever since this idiot touched the remote. We all <laughs> had tension and anxiety. We should have We should have took a beer break or something. Oh, like it that. was fucking rough. You know what? In, in retrospect, we definitely need to take a break. We're learning with, with the audience as well. Yes. Right there, Good there. thing there's only 20 of you fucks. <laughs> yes. And so, Maybe 14 after this. And, and well, there, there would have been about two if we had let that I, watch along. I think I don't think anyone listened, would have listened to a, a two-hour podcast on a watch-along that they probably aren't even watching the match at the same time. And I think You know what, Kate Fades, you're right. I couldn't listen to you talk for two hours. <laughs> and I think they're probably tired of listening to us already. So. Yeah, so... I, I hope you did enjoy your War Games little preview. We're going to do our best to have something out to you uh, on or about Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For War take. Games. Maybe we'll come up with a surprise. War Games! War Games! War Games! Do you see Triple H do it? That's enough. <laughs> War games! And on that note, I am PJ Stackpole. He is Nikki K. Fabes. And the guy off the top rope is the high flyer Frank Cliff. We thank you once again for listening. And rest in peace, Pat Patterson. <laughs>